Hey guys, I want to welcome you to the weekly Wednesday for the Financial Freedom Newsletter, where every week, every Wednesday, we delve into something inspirational, motivational, something excerpt taken from the Financial Freedom Weekly Newsletter. Wherever you are, if you're listening on Spotify, on iTunes, Google, be sure to click the like, subscribe, share, comment. Without ado, let's get into the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, we talk about the four different types of freedom, time, financial, location, and health freedom. In that light, I'm always scouring the globe, interviewing entrepreneurs, people doing things on the cutting edge to shape and impact the world. So today we have Rich Brooks, and he helps businesses with their digital marketing, everything from websites, SEO, social media, email. And uh, he's a speaker, author, and consultant. And he's going to be uh, talking about the remarkability formula and uh, ways of standing out, differentiating yourself. So it's going to be a great conversation. So uh, Rich, welcome. Chris, thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. I'm uh, excited about this space. I always love social media marketing and it's a it's a, almost like a ability to level the playing field. Tell us more about yourself, your company, how you got started, and we'll go from there. Absolutely. Well, I started Flight New Media, which is my digital agency, 25 years ago, we're celebrating our 25th year in business. We're up here in the top right corner of the U.S. in Portland, Maine, beautiful part of the country, in my opinion. And we, you know, I just started basically building websites out of my apartment when I lived down in Boston. And as I was doing it, then I started learning a little bit about SEO, search engine optimization. Uh, That led me into learning about blogging and email marketing and ultimately social media and over time, I just started hiring people because I couldn't keep up with all the work. And now there's about 10 of us in the office. We're still pretty small and boutique oriented, but we work with a wide variety of different types of businesses, including doctors of all different types and a lot of people in the healthcare industry as well. Yeah, great uh, intro. And um, I know you, uh, you're also a podcast host as well. Um, yes. So tell us, like, we have a couple of big ideas. And one is... Um, uh, you talk about how to prospect on LinkedIn like a pro. Yeah, well, LinkedIn is about the only social channel I'm enjoying these days. Uh, there's just too much drama on some of the other ones. But also, I run a B2B company, you know, so I'm talking to other business owners. And so it's just an easy place for me to make connections and prospect. And I found, you know, a lot of the filtering tools when you're doing the searches. And it, it regardless of the business you're in, you know, if you want to get in front of interior decorators, or you want to get in front of physicians, or you want to get in front of gatekeepers, or you need to figure out who's working in this particular industry, or in this particular company, the tools on LinkedIn are incredibly powerful. So that's one of the things that I love doing. I actually go out and do a lot of training around prospecting on LinkedIn. And that also comes down to getting found. So it could also be about like, 
building up your profile, which is really the tent pole on LinkedIn. I mean, it's considered to be a business oriented social media platform, but it's really just still human to human. So about creating a profile that looks really well lived in using a good uh, uh, headshot photo and good banner photo that really represents your brand and who you are. Uh, as well as just regularly publishing to the feed. I try and post at least two to three times a week. And I try and spend like five minutes a day just going through and seeing the businesses and other business professionals that I'm connected with and kind of supporting them by leaving comments and sharing their content as well. And I find that that just really builds up my visibility on LinkedIn. And unlike Facebook, where you have to put in a lot of time to see any results, five minutes a day, a few times a week on LinkedIn, and you're going to be in the top 2% of all LinkedIn users. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating because um, I'm always looking at the uh, ROI and, um, you know, everybody was like a couple of years ago, everybody was like, LinkedIn is a resume website, but um, now it's like a social networking. You know, I tell all my clients, LinkedIn is the number one platform. Uh, it's not, it's not TikTok or um, Instagram or all it's like LinkedIn is if you're business. So, and um, it's fascinating how you describe this ROI because like YouTube, uh, Instagram, all these are really hard to grow on, but like LinkedIn and um, TikTok and all these algorithms um, allow you to get more visibility for much less. So I'm always looking at that. Um, you, uh, and it's, so pandemics really changed a lot of things. Um, really uh shattered the idea of this um job security type thing and people are looking that like this for this future proof tell us about how future proof um digital marketing plan plays into your um strategy well part of it is you know we, you mentioned a bunch of different social media platforms right you know linkedin and tiktok and and you know facebook and instagram and we've gone through all of them and there'll be more even coming every time we think that basically the lands landscape is settled things change again. Um, all of a sudden, the video should be vertical instead of horizontal, whatever it is. And so you keep on having to stay on top of this. And I think the best way to future proof yourself, if you're really trying to become a thought leader or to build an audience or to build your business, is to really focus less on the channels. Like, yes, you should understand the algorithms, how they work, but it's really about providing value, whatever the channel is. So if I become really big on LinkedIn, and then maybe in a year or two, LinkedIn's bought out by somebody and I it just goes downhill or just people stop showing up at LinkedIn or there's a new business to business platform out there that's taking the world by storm and, and all of a sudden, you know, moss is growing on LinkedIn. That's fine if you've built up your audience. So I think that's one of the critical things. And one of the things that you'll notice if you follow a lot of these uh, social media and digital marketing influencers and experts is one of the things they're always focused on is building their email list. Like they're like, hey, I'm the Facebook ads expert or I'm the Instagram expert. Join my mailing list for more information. And they realize because you're not in control of the algorithm, you are just part of the algorithm. But once you move people into e uh, email marketing, or these days I even see more companies using SMS marketing instead of email marketing, well, now you can take that list with you. And the algorithm isn't quite so much against you the whole time. So I think the best way to future-proof yourself is to own your relationship with your audience. And that comes through email marketing. And, and like I said, to a, to a lesser degree, but to a newer degree, SMS marketing as well. And I see a lot more companies starting to play around with SMS as another communication channel. Yeah, it's always uh, talking about ownership and um, like a, you know, and, um, 
you know, we kind of rent from Mark Zuckerberg and uh, Elon and exactly. but, uh, yeah. And it's also, you know, what's interesting is uh, I'm curious about your thoughts because um, I'm always talking about creators and they're talking about the transition from web two to web three. And um, I'm curious about your thoughts about this, um, the role that email plays, uh, having a website and uh, web three where you have direct access to your consumer and your audience. Well, I think each iteration of the web is new and scary and we get it totally wrong when we start talking about it. Um, but I do remember like, so I've been talking to my team because it's important that we stay on top of all these things. And I was surprised I went, I was speaking at a social media conference uh, middle of last year and the theme was web three. And I'm like, what do NFTs and blockchains and crypto have anything to do with social media? Um, but I was blown away by some of the mindset shifts that a lot of the speakers brought to the stage. And it got me thinking that when I first started my business back in 97, I had to convince people, businesses to give me $500 to build them a website. That was web one. I had to convince them that the web was important. And then years later, I had to convince them that they should let me run their Facebook ad campaigns or that I should even get them on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And that was web two or blogging and podcasting. And now here we are at web three. And I've even got members of my team saying like, NFTs are stupid. Uh, crypto is stupid. Uh, these are not things that we should be spending time on. We should be spending our time on websites, SEO, social media, and email. And I'm like, yes, we should, but... We also need to be paying attention to what's coming next. And just before you and I got on this call today, like you said, I have a podcast and I'm basically using ChatGPT, which obviously I'm sure a lot of your listeners know about. It's very popular. It's so much far advanced than any other tool I've seen so far that I'm creating a podcast interview where I'm interviewing the AI to try and get some sense of what it thinks the future of AI and digital marketing is, just because it's a fun exercise to kind of see how far we've come in just a few years. So mm -hmm. AI and uh, blockchain and crypto, all these things are really impacting us. They may or may not have as big an impact, or they may be much bigger, but we don't get to play in that field. But it's, it's important to understand these tools if we're looking to grow our business, if we're looking to have financial independence, if we've got an entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah, it's uh, it's quite interesting because I, I talk about this idea where you have utility and you have speculation and in this area mm. of speculation you have you know all the um the, you have the ftx's and you know the 3ac all you know all the bad actors frauds scams but then you had actually have the infrastructure similar to the internet back then and um i tell people to focus on utility like uh you don't have to invest in you don't have to you know invest in these tokens in it but you have to understand it and play around with it that's interesting that you um did a podcast with chat gpt3 um so uh, i have to check that out but um, well it hasn't gone live yet but it should be available in the next few weeks yeah it's, and it's amazing um then uh oh then we're talking about um oh we're talking about you have this idea of remarkable uh standing out um really differentiating yourself uh you know the audience needs to hear your your wisdom right right <laughs> so the, the idea came about from a few different sources it, it was partially because everybody you know comes to us and they want us to run their facebook ads or their google ads or do their seo and part of the problem is is that everybody's doing that these days and i'm not suggesting that we shouldn't have a website or optimize it for Google or, or do Facebook or any of these things. You have to, but those are just table stakes. And I think a lot of people feel that 
if I have a Facebook ad, that's all I need to do because money will automatically come in. And there was a day early on when literally it was like printing money because that's how easy it was. There was so little competition in that space. Um, those days are long gone. And my message to other business owners and other marketers is you need to understand what is remarkable about your business. And I recognize this is not a brand new idea, right? I mean, I know unique value propositions exist. Blue ocean strategies have been talked about. Even the purple cow is out there. Um, but the idea behind the remarkability formula is trying to create a replicable process for individuals and businesses to understand what can or will make their business remarkable. And I've got these four lenses that I will take people through when I'm first working with them. Uh, and the four lenses are find, focus, forge, and frame. And happy to talk about any of them. But basically, find is about what's already remarkable about your business, identifying it and naming it. Focus is all about niching down until you are the only business serving your particular audience in a particular way. Forge is about creating something extrinsic to your basic offering, but it's in alignment with your mission and values. And then a frame is really just about how do you position what you have to offer in a way that really shows the value to your ideal customer. So that find, focus, forge, and frame is basically four lenses to shine on yourself, shine on your business, and then you can take a look at it and start to uncover what makes you truly remarkable. And mm. once you do that, you're going to find that you're going to attract the right type of client, push off the wrong type of client, and that your marketing is going to become a lot easier because those Facebook ads or that blog post or podcast that you create is going to be so relevant and so valuable to your ideal customer. It makes marketing almost fun. I yeah. mean, I think all marketing is fun, but not everybody does. That transitions us into this um, idea of the bare essentials of digital marketing. and. Um, Tell us what uh, bare essentials are. Sure. So that was kind of one of the first earlier things that I talk about, and I still talk about today. Um, but that's basically the framework that we use here at Flight when we're working with the clients. And bare is an acronym. Like all good marketers, I have acronyms for everything. Uh, so it stands for build, attract, retain, and evaluate. And so often when we're going through a whole process with a client, that's what we're talking about. And I live in a very web-centric world. I have a web-centric view of the world. And so the first thing is to build, you know, you use the term, we rent from Mark Zuckerberg, we rent from Elon Musk, and I 100% agree. And businesses that don't have their own website, and they literally are building everything on Facebook, really, you're just building your house on somebody else's property. And if they decide to take back that property or change the property or bulldoze that property, you're out of luck. So mm -hmm. that's why we always talk about build a house for your intellectual property. So building that website and making it really a conversion machine so that you answer the questions that your ideal customer has and you move them down that customer journey, answering all their questions. Attract is how do we get them there in the first place? And that can be things like for me, the big three are search engine optimization. And I know everybody loves talking about social media, but honestly, in a B2B world, SEO is your friend much more than social media. And if I could only choose one area to focus on, it would be SEO. Mm. Uh, but social media is really good for branding and building up rapport with people. So that's an important one as well. And then I'd really, especially in the last few years, have been leaning more into digital advertising, where I used to be like, oh, why, why bother with ads when I can get all this traffic for free? 
Well, first of all, blogs are not free. They take hours these days to create a blog post that will actually rank at the top of Google. But also, there are just some times that it makes a lot of sense to be spending your money on ads rather than spending your time on creating fresh content. And it really just depends. Usually, a mix is best. But so that's attract. Retain is the idea of somebody comes to your website, but they're probably going to like 10, 15, 20 different websites doing their research. How do you stay in front of them? The best way currently, in my opinion, is email marketing. And so that's why we build an email list. That's why we have lead magnets on our website. You know, that's why we have calculators or, or quizzes or surveys, something so that we can capture that email and continue marketing with permission to that person right into their inbox. And if it's not email marketing, then another option might be SMS. And if it's not SMS, another mark, another option is remarketing or spending money on ads for people who visited your website. Then we can market to them as they travel around the web, go to Facebook, what have you. And then the last, uh, the E is for evaluate. And with evaluate, that just comes down to measuring. Marketers love to be creative. They love to do uh, try a bunch of things, but not as many like to see how it all worked out. Nobody likes to like come up with this brilliant idea only to find out it falls flat, but that's part of the job. And so understanding Google Analytics, and as you may know, as many of your listeners may know, Google Analytics is actually being retired. As of July 1st, 2023, it's being replaced by the newer version called GA4 or Google Analytics 4. Mm -hmm. So making sure that that's set up, learning how to use it, but also being able to pull in data from Facebook, uh, from Instagram, from Twitter, from your email service providers and, and any CRM you're using, and then being able to look at all that data, understand how things are working so that you can continually make improvements. That's where everything comes full circle and the bare essentials of digital marketing. Yeah. And that, uh, that's, uh, you know, that, no, that bare essentials is, you know, you know, is almost a masterclass in, you know, starting, you know, how to become, uh, you know, in digital marketing. One thing that, uh, one thing that is, uh, talked about is, uh, you know, all of this digital marketing, social media, it's all building a brand. And, um, more, there was a really nice quote that I read that, you know, in today's extremely disruptive, uncertain a brand is almost like um it's a competitive edge tell us mm. tell us about that concept i would definitely agree with that uh i'm not a branding expert i do have a branding expert on my team and i know what i see and i know what i like kind of a thing but yeah a brand is almost like a shortcut um and when People see certain brands, and I know that people always use Nike and Apple as great examples of this, but be, it's because they are great examples of this. Like when you see the Nike logo, when you see the Apple logo, it actually makes you feel something. Now, some people may feel hate, but most people feel love or feel affinity for this. And there's even been some research done. I found this to be fascinating that they showed people for a split second, an Apple logo or a Microsoft logo. And when they showed the Apple logo and then asked them to do this task, they were much more creative than when the, than compared to the group that saw the Microsoft logo. Mm. There's no reason for this, except that somewhere deep in our brains, because we've been seeing these, this messaging for so long that Apple's for creatives that just by seeing the Apple logo, somehow we become more creative in some of our answers. And so that's really fascinating. So when I see the Apple logo, because I've been a Mac guy for, for it, it makes me feel good. I've been a Marvel fanboy as opposed to a DC fan for years. So when I see that logo, I'm like attracted to that. And all the, you, you can see, uh, I got some Spider-Man stuff in my in, in the background here. Um, 
but that's what a powerful brand can do. But it doesn't happen automatically. It's not like Apple put this logo together and we all fell in love with the Apple logo or or um, or Nike or Marvel or whoever it is. It's that every day they went out and they provide value, value for whatever their end user wanted, whether it was a tool to be creative on or whether it was a universe to escape into, they continue to deliver on that. And that's what we need to do with our brand. So I've got the Flight New Media logo here. That's our brand. You know, what do we stand for? Well, you know, it's really important that we're a small, uh, responsive company. It's very important that we bring new ideas to our clients because we've heard that other agencies don't. Uh, it's really important that we get on the phone with them or Zoom with them every single month to go through the reports because we've heard other. So that's how we develop our brand. But it only matters if we show up every day and deliver on that implicit promise that we've made to our clients. And that's true with everybody. And as soon as you start breaking that, as soon as you start falling down on that brand promise, then your brand doesn't mean anything. Mm, yeah, I like that. That's like your, it's what your reputation and what people say about you. It can be destroyed in an instant, but it takes years oh, to build. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, the brand or the logo is just a shortcut. It's just a way to remind people of how they want to feel about your brand. Yeah. But yeah, the reputation is really what's behind that. Yeah, I love that. Uh, you know, very, I love this conversation about branding, digital marketing, business growth. Uh, if people wanted to um, visit your website, uh, check you out, follow you, contact you, how would they do that? Well, since we're on a podcast, I'll first say uh, I have my own podcast. We just launched episode 470, so I am an old hat at that. If you like digital marketing, check it out. It's called the Agents of Change podcast. Uh, my company is Flight New Media, and you can find us at takeflightflyte.com. And I am the Rich Brooks on just about every social platform. But like I said, I love connecting with people on LinkedIn. So feel free to reach out and just let me know that you found me on this podcast. Yeah. And for all the listeners out there, um, be sure to check out Rich's resources will be in the links and show notes. Be sure to check out his podcast, Agents of Change. Uh, he's on all social media platforms as well as website. Uh, again, thanks, Rich, for uh, almost a fantastic masterclass. And thanks for coming on to the show. Chris, it was a pleasure. Thanks so much for inviting me. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. listening if you liked it be sure to like comment share subscribe we're on everywhere spotify itunes google amazon audible and without much ado be sure to thank this show's sponsors and we'll see you next week